Hi friends, welcome back to Soli Deo Gloria. My name is Gracie, if we haven't met yet, I'm so glad you're here because you are here on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. And if you haven't discovered what that purpose is, let me tell you, it's Jesus. Whether you're a believer or not, Jesus is your purpose and he has put you on this earth listening to this podcast for a reason, whether it's to hear the name of Jesus for the first time or to receive encouragement to pursue after Jesus and walk with Jesus better and um, just feel conviction and feel the encouragement from the Lord to better our walk with Him. And today we're going to be talking about courage. And I just want to take a minute to recognize that the Lord is so good with this podcast and he's so faithful with it as numbers increase every week and also just how he strings together all of these things um, in my life that I'm just getting called out and it just connects and I'm able to share it with you guys and you guys respond to it and are hungry after it. And it's so encouraging for me to see your guys' response to it because it makes me just want to be just as hungry as you guys are for the word. And If you don't know what I'm talking about, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about pride. And that's something that I feel like the Lord has really been showing me um, just in this season is my pride. Um, And that can look like a lot of different ways. My pride in my ideas and not getting credit for them. My pride in my busy schedule. My pride in how people view me, my reputation, my titles, how I'm known. Um, There's just a lot of pride that I've noticed in my life that has really hindered me from fully walking in freedom with the Lord. And... It's not that Jesus can't have victory over that. It's that I'm allowing my flesh and my heart's desires to get into the way of what God has for me and just saying yes and being willing. And I realize that to conquer pride, I must be obedient to what the Lord says no matter what. And sometimes God calls us to do things that are so crazy and seem so just strange, (laughs) especially to the world. And people are going to question you about it. People are going to think you're so crazy and people are going to be looking at you and just asking you about your life. But I want to encourage you today, like with that obedience and being willing to obey the Lord, you have to be courageous. And that's where we're going to start today is with courage. And that's just how the Lord has strung together my season these past like three or four weeks. Um, And I just want to share that heart with you guys, because I know it's easy to listen to podcasts and be like, wow, this person has it all figured out. They're perfect or their walk with the Lord is so great. They never mess up. They never fail. Let me tell you, (laughs) I am the most imperfect person you will ever meet. I have got issues on top of issues and things that I have dealt with for years and I still continue to deal with. The only difference is, as I know, that my salvation is secured and I have eternity with Jesus Christ and I get to better myself every day to look like Jesus. Um, 1 John 2, 6 says, whoever says that he abides in him ought to walk as he walked. And that's something that our college ministry at Antioch has been going back to. We've been reading through the book of John and looking at Jesus's life and then relating back to 1 John. Like if we're going to say we abide in him and we're reading his word right now and spending time with him, then how does this gospel change the way that I walk? How can I mirror my life to Jesus's life? And it's been really cool and really eye-opening. But like I said, I've been called out for pride and I've been called into obedience and surrendering that pride and also obeying some things that I know the Lord has called me to. And I've kind of put on the back burner because I'm like, I'm in college. I don't need to worry about this right now. But it's like, there's so much joy in life and opportunity found when you chase Jesus and just say yes, no matter what age you are, whether you're a high schooler listening to this, an elderly listening to this, a college kid, maybe you're a pastor 
you're listening to this, it does not matter where you are in life. Like the Lord is calling you out of your sin and out of this world into something that is so kingdom heavy and minded. And I know we throw the phrase make heaven crowded out there, but that's so true. Like that is our ultimate goal in life and the ultimate goal for this podcast. And so I hope today that you don't view me as a perfect person, but just someone that's trying to chase after Jesus and encourage others to chase him as well. And so that's why we're going to talk about courage today. So if you have a Bible, you can open it or read it. I'm reading from the CSB version. Or if you're driving or walking, just listen. Um, But this is the word of the Lord, Joshua 1 verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. God said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I had promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River. All the land of the Hittites and west to the Mediterranean Sea, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you, just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers and to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Have I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh my goodness. That is just so encouraging to me and gets me so hyped up. (laughs) Every single time I'm like, let's go, Joshua. Let's keep reading and see what Joshua does. But I know that a lot of us have read verse 9, the verse that says, Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We have read that so many times. But I think finding the context behind it is so important, just like we did with the last podcast um, titled obedience we didn't just read first samuel 15 22 that says you know sacrifice is better or obedience is better than sacrifice we read the whole context and the entire story and it just like hit different like it's the same word but it just hits different because you understand the meaning of the why why was that said why is this in the Bible? Why do we need to follow it? And so something that I have really felt convicted to do is when I read scripture to find the characteristics of God in it, because that's why I read the Bible. Like I'm not reading the Bible just for myself to get better and just to better me so that people can follow me from this podcast. Like I read the Bible to know God. And so some characteristics of God that I just want to call out, um, from this like record of Joshua is God's fulfillment. Like even though Moses has died, God is going to fulfill the things that he told Moses, which is why he said, Moses, my servant is dead. And now you and all the people are going to prepare to cross over to the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. He made a promise to Moses. And even though Moses died, he called up Joshua and said, no, I'm going to fulfill this even if I don't have Moses. And also the provision in that, like not only is he going to fulfill this promise, 
but it's not going to be on Joshua's own strength. It's with God's strength. He's commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous, but not in himself, but because of God's presence. And so he's providing him his presence in which he can do all things through, but also he's providing this land for them. Like all he has to do is cross the Jordan and go take it over. Like the Lord's like, Hey, by the way, you've already won the battle, but like you have to still go through the battle. But I'm just letting you know, you already have victory. And that's the next thing is God always has victory. Like he's a victorious God. He did not stay in the grave. Um, He rose up again from the dead and now gives us eternal life so that we can rise again after we die. And in this, before the gospel is written, before Jesus walks the earth in the Old Testament, he's saying, Joshua, I've given you victory. Like go receive it. I've already given it to you. Now it's up to you just to obey and be willing. I'm giving you everything. And that is where I struggle with so hard is I feel like I have to earn a lot of things like people's love, people's, um, I don't know, just good opinions of me, good words of me, like, I just feel like I have to earn a lot. And so sometimes when I get into the presence of God, I try to earn God's love or I try to work for God's love and not from God's love. And so reading this just made me realize like, yeah, God's called me to obedience and he's calling pride out of me, but it's because he already knows that I've overcome these sins. Like he's already given me the victory over it. And now I'm just having to walk through it hand in hand with Jesus. Um, And when we walk hand in hand with Jesus, that means he leads us. And that's the next thing is God's leadership in this. Like, yeah, Joshua is a leader, but ultimately like God is above Joshua and he's telling him the plan, giving him the strength to do it and telling him the timing of which to do it. And so God leads Joshua. And as I struggle as a college student thinking about the future, like I used to always be afraid of the future, Um, But I never realized what real fear of the future was until I got to college. (laughs) And now being a sophomore and everybody's like, oh, what are you going to do with your major? Like, what classes are you taking to better your future for your career? And I'm like, um, (laughs) well, you see, there's just a lot of things that play into that. And I just start worrying and just start freaking out. Like, God, am I doing enough? Like, Jesus, is this where I'm supposed to be? And just knowing that the Lord is leading me because when we put him first, we never fail. That is what gives me peace, overwhelming peace and overwhelming love to know that like the Lord desires to lead me. The Lord desires to establish my steps, to make my plans. He doesn't want me to do it on my own. He desires me to follow him first. And the next thing is God's grace. And as I follow God's grace, if I'm behind him and I stumble or I come across this hurdle, he's not just going to keep walking without me and be like, oh, see you later. Like I'm perfect and you're not. So I'm just going to leave you because you're stumbling. He offers his hand to pull us up and he gives us grace in that. And that's the thing with Joshua and like the Israelites. During this time in the Bible, the Israelites had repeatedly gone back to sin over and over and over again. Like so much so that the plan for them to take over the promised land, like took Moses's whole lifetime just to get through. But God continually offered grace and he's giving grace to Joshua being like, look, I know these people messed up, but like, I got it. I'm going to figure it out for you. I just need you to be strong and courageous and do exactly what I tell you. Here's your plan. Here's the grace over the Israelites. I'm still going to give you this promise and this fulfillment and this provision and the victory over this. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to give you grace in that. And that's also just shows God's faithfulness too, on top of that, that he didn't just leave the Israelites where they were whenever they were going back to sin. Like, creating idols or just grumbling in the wilderness like 
he was faithful and faithful to his word and above and beyond what we even deserve. And he continues to give that grace to them and continues to fulfill his promise because he's faithful. Like at the end of the day, he's always going to be there by your side, no matter what your day looked like. It could have been full of sin. And if you have that moment with God where you're like, whoa, like today I just really was not following Jesus well. And you repent of that and you turn from it and choose to follow after him. Like he's going to be faithful to you no matter what. Like he was faithful to you even in that sin throughout the day. He was still with you. And in that moment of repentance, he is still the same amount of present with you as he was whenever you were sinning. And I just think it's so cool how he fulfilled his renewed covenant and gave Israel victories and guided Israel through his instruction and gave them the promised land so graciously, even though they messed up. And like I said, kept sinning in a cycle. And this little Devo that's next to the scripture, I really like this quote. It said, God's holiness and saving acts are evident throughout the book, serving as a reminder of his faithfulness to his covenant and to his people. By God's grace alone, the nation was able to occupy the land, receive their inheritance, and worship their God. Like, isn't that so crazy? We can mess up all the time, but the Lord is still going to remain the same. And he has all these characteristics of fulfillment, provision, victory, leadership, grace, faithfulness. He's holy, and he saves us every single time, and he doesn't get tired of it. He doesn't grow faint or weary like we do. It's his joy for us to turn to him and be like, God, help. Like, I don't want to go towards the world. I I want to go towards you and some things that I just noticed from the scripture and I felt convicted by when I was reading this um scripture and just in my quiet time like I hope you guys know I'm literally reading from my quiet time journal exactly what everything says so you're literally getting a glimpse into what my quiet time looks like and things that I'm just revealed to like things that are revealed to me from the Lord. Um, And so just some things that like convicted me that I wrote down was the first is the Lord has always been a promise keeper. So why would I doubt him now? And I wrote that down and like after each one, sometimes I just write things down in my journal. I literally don't know how I write them down or how that gets into my head. And I know that's literally the Holy Spirit because I wrote that and I was thinking like, I'm in Joshua. I'm in the Old Testament, like one of the first few books of the Bible. And this word is still here and these stories are reality like not just bible stories for fun to read and take up our time and you know like oh i hope it's real like it is real these stories are real and these places that it said in here just talking about like your territory will be from the wilderness and lebanon to the great river the euphrates river all land of the hittites and west of the mediterranean sea like those are real places like you can look at a map and find each of those places and it's just like God has kept his promise. His word is true. And it's been true since the Old Testament all the way up till Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible. So if I have all of these promises by God that have been fulfilled in the Bible, why am I going to doubt him right now in this moment? Like that just makes no sense to me. But yeah, we do that all the time. We think, oh God, I know you're calling me to this obedience. I know you're calling me out upon the waters, but like, I don't trust that you're actually going to be with me. I don't trust that you're going to 
keep me strong and courageous. But like Joshua is one of the many, many, many examples in the Bible of how God kept his promise. And even for Moses, it was probably so hard, like thinking about how Moses died. He never got to see that promise fulfilled. Like he's never getting to see that covenant. But the Lord renewed the covenant and was like, no, I'm going to still continue to work through this and keep my word through Joshua. So even that's basically saying like, maybe you don't see the fruit of your obedience, but what matters is the seed that is planted because it will come to pass. Like the Lord is not going to just stop this work that he's begun in you. In Philippians, it tells us that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the final day or something like that, like close to that. (laughs) Basically, like he's not going to just start a work and stop. Like he's going to finish it until completion. Um, The second thing that I feel convicted by was I am called to lead. And it's really easy in college to go to all these organizations, go to a bunch of events and just be involved and then leave and not like get to lead anybody. But I feel like this year I'm called to lead in something, whether that be leading people to Jesus, meeting with high schoolers and leading them to a better walk with Christ, leading them to make decisions about what college they want to go to. Like I'm called to lead, whether that be my family or my friends and my roommates leading them to the presence of God. I don't know what it is, but all I know is I'm called to it because as a Christian, I've been given this opportunity to share the gospel and in Matthew 28 20 it says go therefore into all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit so like there's that call and then here's God telling Joshua like now you all the people like you're gonna take all of them and you're gonna lead them Joshua and he's just like um okay like (laughs) cool and so sometimes God gives us big assignments like that and sometimes it's just little assignments like telling my roommate hey Jesus loves you or like hey in my quiet time I read this and or hey I was just thinking about you and I prayed for you about this like are is there anything you're struggling with that I can continue to pray for you like um it's just all these little things that we can do to lead and it can look so different and that's why you literally just have to live a surrendered life because if Joshua was already having all these plans for himself he wouldn't have been able to take this plan of God and be able to walk these people into the promised land and then have this whole book of Joshua like (laughs) I mean come on now and all God tells us to do is say yes and take his hand um the third thing that I felt convicted by was I'm called to lead with strength and courage and so it's not just leadership as in like I said meeting with these people and being like oh good luck and just like encouraging them but with strength and courage to like call them out call myself out be able to ask for help that's like something that's really hard for me like last night I was talking to one of my roommates in the car we had just gone back from life group and I told her like honestly I did not want to (laughs) go like I was so drained I had so much homework Um, college is just weird because all your assignments are due on such random days sometimes, but this semester, all of my assignments are due on Mondays. And so today I was just like grinding away. I did homework for probably five hours. Um, not joking, like literally was in my house for five hours just doing homework because I knew if I went to the BCM, I would talk to all my friends, but I just felt so drained and I just felt like I wasn't strong. I felt like when I went to life group, I just was sitting there and like nothing was really happening. But then my college pastor, Blake spoke the word like women of joy over me. And he was like, you have this joy that you possess and like, God's going to carry you into campus with that joy. And I remember being like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, I love that. And I'm going to remember that for a long time. But then as I was driving, home like I just had all these thoughts in my head of like it's hard to be joyful like it takes so much strength to be joyful and then the Lord just gently reminded me like I've commanded you I have commanded you to go out 
and to be a light. And I'm giving you that strength. It's not about you anyways. So why are you mustering up your own strength? And that's whenever the pride thing came back. And it's like, stop thinking that you can do it on your own. That's prideful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much more pride than I thought. (laughs) Like I know sin infects every part of me, but it really, really does. Like it actually affects everything. And I just called, got called out and realized like, even though I may feel drained, I am strengthened and encouraged by the Lord. And maybe there's just something in my life, some sin that's hindering me and I need to ask the Lord about it. Or maybe there's something that I'm missing from God that's like causing me to hit this wall that I'm not realizing. Like the Lord's given me all the strength and courage, but I'm making it hard for myself. And so I have to realize that sometimes my quiet time can't be reading a whole chapter a day or three or four. Like sometimes it's literally just sitting and meditating on a verse being like god i feel so helpless right now and i feel so drained i don't know how to be a woman of joy like i just am trying to cultivate that in my life but i i seriously don't know what to do because i don't feel joy and that's when the lord is going to fill me with his strength and with his courage and empty myself of my pride and I can only do that if i become obedient and submit to under his lordship and so also having the encouragement of like I am strong even when I don't feel like it like even though I don't see it and I don't feel like it I am strong I'm courageous the Lord has given me those characteristics to develop in him and in his presence by abiding with him all it takes for me is to empty myself deny myself to be filled with him and his Holy Spirit and the things that he wants to give me Um, The fourth thing that I felt convicted by was God gives the command three times, meaning it's in superlative form, meaning I am completely able to be strong and courageous. And superlative form basically in English is like, you know, how there's always like the most or there's more or there's good, better and best. Like he says it three times and I've noticed this in the Bible with like this is like such a deep talk that you you can have with your pastor or with other scholars because I'm not the best at explaining it but every part in scripture is so intentional even down to the number of times the Lord tells Joshua be strong and courageous like in this passage um because he says it again in the next part which is verses 10 through um 18 which is Joshua prepares the people but in verses one through nine encouragement of joshua the lord speaks strength and courage over joshua three times meaning it is in the highest form that it can be it's like how in revelation we read that all the elders cross their like cast their crowns um before the lamb and they all like the angels sing holy 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 so instead of just being holy it's holy three times because it's in its superlative form it is in the entirety of holy it is in the most holy you know I hope that makes sense. (laughs) And so when I read that, and I didn't even realize it was three times until I went back and started like, you know, journaling about God's characteristics. And I just kept reading this, these nine verses over and over and over again. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this says it three times, meaning I am completely able to be strong and courageous. Joshua is completely able to be strong and courageous. You are also completely able to be strong and courageous. Like he has given us strength and courage in its entirety. Nothing lacking in that. He is... I was just listening to Shall Not Want by Maverick City Music before recording, and there's nothing that we lack in him. Like Psalm 23 talks about the good shepherd and how in him we are completely content. He has everything for us, peace and joy, and he provides for us. And I just noticed that in just the simple phrase, be strong and courageous. It's said three times, meaning it's entirety. I am not lacking in strength and courage. I have everything I need. Um, The fifth thing that 
I'm convicted by is obviously I just wrote obey period like God's called you to it he's gonna bring you through it and you just got to say yes and be willing and something that I always tell my roommate like I repeat over her and it's for myself too is you are completely able and capable of doing the things God has called you to we got to be willing and we have to be obedient we have to be disciplined in obedience disciplined in humility um that was another you know part of the pride podcast was just talking about the discipline of humility. And with that discipline of humility comes obedience. And through obedience, we get to have courage to do the things God has called us to. But we have to start from the beginning of obedience. And so I really encourage you, if you're listening to this now and didn't listen to the Obey podcast or Obedience podcast, please go back and listen to it because that's really where my heart is and what the Lord's been calling me to. Um, And that from that flows into this and having courage to go out and do what God has called us to do. And the sixth thing that I just really felt convicted by was when you put Christ first, you will never fail. A closed door or no doesn't mean failure. And that hit, like that was another one that I wrote it down and it like hit me so hard that I just had to sit there and be like, did I really write that? Like (laughs) that was not me writing, I swear, because I have had so many closed doors, so many things told me no. And I realized it's because of my priorities. And I was just texting my best friend, Grace, who has a podcast episode on here as well. So go find it. Um, Grace Mercer, she, I was texting her. I got this opportunity. I was told no to the opportunity. And then I got an extra opportunity to still say yes to it. And I remember the Lord like reading that and being like really prideful about it. Like, well, you guys told me no. So why would I accept it now? And then my mom just gently told me like, don't let your pride get in the way. And little does she know, I'm really been struggling with pride. <laughs> or maybe she listens to the podcast and she knows. And so she's like, I'm just going to remind you. But I was reminded about that. And I took some time to pray about it. And the Lord was just like, if you want to, you can. Like, you can do that. And like, I'm going to be with you. And that's great. But also, there are some other things that you know that you need to prioritize in your life. And like, you're not going to have those opportunities in the fullest unless you say no to this and make time for it and that's when I was like okay I'm gonna have to say no so I said no which is crazy because I'm such a people pleaser and if you know me it's so hard to tell people no it's so hard to tell people when I'm struggling like if this helps you understand (laughs) I'm an Enneagram 7 if you want to go look that up that's fine I mean obviously I don't base my whole personality on it like the Lord has made me and who he wants me to be but you can just understand me a little bit better if you read the Enneagram 7 because I swear that thing can read my mind sometimes Anyways, (laughs) and I just remember writing that down because I thought of Moses like he had died He didn't get to see the promise fulfilled and the covenant fulfilled and I can't imagine God promised me promising me something and not seeing it fulfilled like I think the Lord just knows me well enough (laughs) That he allows me to see things come to pass in my life I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen later in my life like that may happen but he always like I always see him fulfill things because it just reaffirms my faith and makes me grow um a greater trust in him and so when he tells me no I still have to grow that greater trust because he answered even though it may not be the answer that I want he answered and he is fulfilling the things in my life and he is leading me into other open doors and other opportunities like what he spoke over me the opportunities that I have coming later by saying no now, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take my patience. It's gonna take waiting and working hard. But 
because he spoke that over me, I know I will see it come to pass, whether it be in my lifetime or not. And I have to be accepting of that. Like I have to be okay with it because when I put him first, like I'm not going to fail. And just because I don't see a promise or I get a no or I get a closed door does not mean that I have failed. Like putting Christ first and being told no is not a failure at all. The world may consider it a failure and that may be hard because you may have so many voices telling you, oh, well, you were told no, or you didn't get this opportunity. Like you, you failed, but it's like, no, I didn't because God has something better for me. God has something greater for me. I'm just getting started actually. Um, And that's the next thing I was convicted by was God doesn't desire to see us fail. And that's why God is giving Joshua the entirety of instruction right now before he's even like gone into battle. Like, you know, sometimes God will call us into battle and not give us a battle plan until we're in the middle of it. Um, But for Joshua, he was told the entirety of the plan before he had to go and rally up the troops and like send them out to go take this promised land because God doesn't desire to see us fail. And Moses didn't fail just because he passed away before he saw the promise come or before the covenant was fulfilled. Like Joshua was able to step up and Moses didn't fail. And obviously we know like God lets Joshua succeed. Um, Even though it was kind of a rocky trail to get to the promised land, like he doesn't desire to see us fail. He's a good father. He is a good, good father. And he doesn't like to see his children fail or be hurt. Like he wants to be our comforter. He loves you. He has a great plan for you. And even if things haven't gone your way or you've been rejected or you've had really traumatic events in your life, I just number one, want to apologize if any of those are church hurts, because I've learned a lot at OU that there are a lot of people that don't believe in Jesus simply because they've been hurt by the church. And so if that's you, like, I am so deeply sorry for the church treating you like that. That's not how the church should be. Um, But I also do want to say like we are sinners and we're going to mess up. And I just hope that your view of Jesus is from the word of God and from Jesus's life and not from simply ours. Like, yes, we are to be lights, but we're also still sinners and we're still going to mess up and be imperfect. So if you want to know the man Jesus, like get into his word and get to know him. And I'm so sorry that the church hurt you. Um, There are churches that want to know you and want to love you so deeply and fully. So I really encourage you just to please keep trying. Please just know Jesus for who he is and not who like simply I say he is like, don't just take my word as complete truth like please compare what i say to scripture because that is the ultimate truth and just because like people treated you that way and you may feel like a failure doesn't mean that you are that's not god's final word about you god says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made god has a plan for you that is prosperous and it has a you have a hope and a future in jeremiah 29 11 that's what he says and He doesn't desire to see you fail. He wants you to complete his plan and he wants you to be obedient so that he can lead you to the things that are for you. And the other thing too, is you have to realize that sometimes you're told no to things because God has a higher calling for you. And that's what I felt like God was telling me too, was you need to say no because I'm calling you higher. Like I'm calling you to something more and yeah, it may take time and you may not be completely satisfied with saying no right now and you may have to work through it, but like it's going to be worth it because I'm calling you higher. And that just really hit me and I was like, all right, cool. So (laughs) I just immediately texted the person back. and was like, thank you for the opportunity. And at first I did feel kind of like a failure because all my friends got to this opportunity and I didn't. But then I remembered like, 
God called me to obedience and I obeyed and then I got a closed door meaning that my time in that area is done and now he's taking me higher and he's wanting me to do more and he has this plan that he wants to see me walk in and not fail in but I have to be obedient and I have to be courageous to step into that and courageous enough to say no to those people and these opportunities that the world tells me are so great and so fun and it's just part of your college experience like yeah, I get that, but also, like, I'm not trying to be like everybody else, you know, and if you know what I'm talking about, because we're close, like, and you do have that opportunity in your life, like, I'm not bashing that at all, but just for my plan and my walk with the Lord, like, it just was not for me, and that's okay, and I'm completely content in that, because I've had a word spoken over me from the Lord, and I'm gonna follow and chase after that, um, the last two things that really convicted me was, Um, This is number eight if you're like taking notes or anything like that or keeping track. His presence is better than the promise. And like I said, when you're told no, you're not a failure. And even when you're told no and you don't know what's next, like let's say God told me to say no, but he didn't promise me that I have a higher calling or like he didn't promise me that the things that I want to do with my future like will come to pass, but I have to work hard now for it. Like if even if he didn't promise me that his presence is better than the promise like just knowing that he's with me all the time whether i'm at this opportunity or not like that is the greatest gift i could ever be given next to my like salvation obviously is just having like the presence of god i mean when i was like when i did accept jesus into my heart i had the holy spirit fill me and you know live inside of me now so that i can differentiate between what the lord wants for me and what the world wants for me and choose the lord over the world um and being able to have his presence is so much better i get to be filled with joy constantly i get to be filled with peace i don't have to worry about my future because i know if i put christ first i will never fail and i will have victory and he's given me purpose he's given me a plan for my life that i don't have to come up with he's given me a purpose that i don't have to search for and he's given me leadership that he just places in my lap of opportunities but it also requires me to say no and that's the part that i have to be strong and courageous in is telling the world know and being like, no, I'm going to go do this instead. And everybody's like, what? Why? (laughs) But it's because his presence is so much better than the promise and the things that he can give. It's the giver himself. Like Jesus himself is the best thing I could ever have in my life. And the last thing that I was convicted um, just by from this passage was what God says he will do. And I know I've stressed that a lot, but it's really easy to think it and be like, yeah, that's true. But when you don't have it in your heart, it's really hard to make it a belief and to make it trust like something that you trust in. But it's true. What God says he will do. Like if he's telling you to be strong and courageous and he's given you his presence, then you're going to be strong and courageous because you have his presence wherever you go. And with Joshua... That's how he was able to have courage was because the Lord's presence was always with him. He wasn't courageous because he had a promise. He was courageous because he had the Lord with him in his presence. And he knew he wasn't going to fail because God was his leader. God was going to be the one that brings the victory. And so we can have courage and say no to things. We can have courage and know that a closed door doesn't mean failure. And we can have courage to obey and submit to the will of God and to the plans he has for us because his presence is always going to be with us no matter where he calls us to. Whether it's the Middle East, whether it's to your neighbors, to your college friends, to your sorority, to your frat to your family like wherever he's calling you to you can have courage because God's presence is always with you and what God says he will do like if he says he's going to be with you and he's going to give you peace peace that has like overcome 
everything in your life, whether it be an actual mental illness or maybe a circumstance or maybe just you psyching yourself out and just being like, oh no, like I can't do that. I'm not worthy of it. Or, oh no, like I'm way too scared. Like, no, he says, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Like, like I said, either to the things around you or to international parts of the world or places of the world that like, as Christians, you could get killed for being in. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. His presence is the same. You could be sitting in a class. You could be walking around a neighborhood right now and his presence is with you. Like, recognize that. That's going to give you so much strength and courage to make decisions and to be able to follow after his plan. Strength and courage are in his presence. And so I just really encourage you guys to be like Joshua. Recognize that God has given you the whole instruction and he tells you not to depart from his word and to stay in his word because whenever we put Christ first, we never fail. And the Lord promises Joshua, like if you meditate on my word day and night, if you stay in my book, if you stay in my law and you stay in my presence, like you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Even if that's being told no, you are succeeding and you are prospering because you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. Even when it doesn't make sense, like for Samuel 15, you know, Saul had that great idea of like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring the best back of the cattle and like sacrifices to, to God. And Samuel's like, but did God tell you to do that though? Like, it sounds like a great idea, purest intentions ever, like go you. But like, that's not what God called you to do. And that's okay. Like the world may say you're a failure, but who cares what the world says? Because you have the word of God on your side. You have the presence of God on your side. And that should give you so much confidence and boldness and courage to do the things he's called you to. And so when you leave this podcast, I hope that you just don't hear this and get amped up. Like, yeah, like God is so good. Joshua is the coolest example ever. Like I'm going to read my Bible all the time, all day, every day. Like that's great that you have that feeling, but I hope you're convicted. I hope you're convicted with the fact of like, wow, I've been trusting in myself. Wow. I took that no from God and blamed him and got mad at him and just became really upset because I didn't get the opportunities from the world and God closed this door on me. I feel like a failure. Like let that stir you, like let it sit with you for a second and then ask God like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to lay down and pick up and where are you leading me to? Like, how can I, and how can I spend better time with you? Because that's really what's going to like be a catalyst in your walk with Jesus. If you're recognizing what needs to pour out of you, what needs to be poured into you, Where are your priorities at? Like, how are you spending your time throughout the day? Are these things filling you up or are you pouring out? Are you following the world or are you following Christ? And also, like, just how can you spend better time with God? Because I know for me, like I said, I work for love. I work for these characteristics. But the Lord's just like, can you just sit in my presence? And so most days I read a chapter of the Bible. Today I read nine verses. And I read them over and over and over again. And that's okay. Like, that's fine if all I get to is nine verses. It's not about how much I do. It's the the kind of time that I spend with God. Am I being religious and legalistic? Or am I just having a relationship with God and just pouring my heart out, being like, God, I don't feel like a woman of joy. Like, I feel so drained and I feel so tired of school already. And it's only, and it's only the sixth day of school. Like, I feel so drained and I don't know where my priorities are. And I'm still upset that I had to say no and it just doesn't make sense and blah, blah, blah. All these things of emotional Gracie and worldly Gracie. And I just have to realize, like, that's not where God's called me to and he's called me higher and it's gonna hurt it's gonna cause me to like like hurt in a sense of 
my flesh wants to hold on to the world, but I have to tell myself, no, like I have to go after the affections of God and affections are deeper in your heart than just your desires and your feelings. Like your affections are things that you love and that you're just captivated by. And that's what I want to do is I don't want to have this feeling of on fire for God. I don't want to have this feeling of love for God. Like I want to be affectionate to God. I want to have my affections laid at his feet and I want to pick up his courage because of his presence. Like I don't want courage from the world being like, oh my gosh, like hot girl summer or like you do you girl, like, you know, be whoever you want to be. Like, no, that's not it. That's not what I want. What I want is God's presence. And what I want is his courage and his identity that he's already spoken over me. And that's being a leader. And that's being called to places that I may not necessarily want to be called to things I don't want to do. Like I can imagine Joshua in his mind. I know for me, after seeing the Israelites go through all this sin and stuff like that, I don't think that I would be like, yes, I get to lead the Israelites. I'd probably be like, oh man, I gotta lead these grumbling and sinful Israelites that just can't seem to get a hold of their life for Christ. Like they just keep going in circles and we're gonna have to deal with so much because of them. Um, but no, Joshua is like, okay. And then we see in the next verses, he goes and prepares the people. Like he gets this encouragement from the Lord and acts on it. And that's what I'm basically trying to get to is like, don't just hear this and think of it as a good feeling, like act on it and make it stir your heart and stir your soul and stir your walk with Christ. Because that's what I'm here for. That's what this podcast is here for. You don't just listen to a podcast to take up your time. I mean, maybe you do, but I hope you're listening to learn and to better your walk with Christ because you have to have some discipline in it. Like I said, to fight pride, you have to discipline into humility. That doesn't mean striving. That doesn't mean working for love, but working from a place of like, God loves me so much. And I love that he loves me so much. So I'm going to give that back to him. And that's all it is. It's relationship. It's easy, like easy going as in you can just sit in his presence and just talk to him. You don't have to be like shall and thee and thou. You can just say, Hey God, like I am just really struggling with this. Please reveal to me your plans and purposes in this. Show me what I need to learn. Soften my heart. Help me get out of this stage of bitterness. Help me to walk in joy. Help me to walk in freedom of that. And he will do it. He will finish the work in you. Because obviously the story of Joshua doesn't just end after chapter one. There's like 20 something more chapters. (laughs) So there's always more than just this moment. So prepare yourself now to be courageous for the moments that are to come. Start now, practice discipline now and obedience. Empty yourself of your pride and have the Lord pour in to you what you need, not just what you want, but what you need. And he ultimately knows what's best for you and what you need rather than what you want. I love you guys so much. I thank you so much for listening and I hope that this has encouraged you as much as it has encouraged me. I'm so sorry that this was so long. I just get really passionate sometimes because these are things that have just impacted my heart and allowed me to grow and have allowed me to walk in so much freedom. Um, and I just hope that for you guys. And I pray that over every listener of this podcast, that you would just see God's glory in the midst of courage and in the midst of, I'm sorry, there's a plane flying over right now. Um, in the midst of, um, just this chaotic world like he is unchanging and his plan for you is unchanging as well and if you have any questions or you just need someone to talk to or you just don't even know where to start in your relationship with God you're like wow this courage stuff sounds really great like I wish I had my identity secured I wish that I knew that I had my future you know full of hope and um and full of peace and full of courage please dm me my instagram is at gracie underscore woody And I just hope that you guys feel the courage to also reach out and ask for help, whether it be from me or from others around you. Please, please, please 
please never walk through life alone never ever because god's called you to so much and he wants to see you work it out with him he wants to use you and so that requires us to be in community and that's what this podcast is for thank you guys so much for listening i will see you next week i love you so much bye